You are Locked On Giants, your daily podcast on the New York Giants, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, New York Giant fans. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Giants. Today is Tuesday, May 1st, 2018. I am Patricia Trena of Inside Football, The Athletic, Forbes, and a bunch of other places, joined as always by my co-host, Ed Valentine of Big Blue View on this Tuesday. Ed, how are you doing today? I'm good, Patty. I'm good. I think I'm finally getting past my, you know, my NFL draft hangover. It's a beautiful day here in upstate New York. The sun is shining and, you know, for, for a change. And, and uh, so, so I'm doing pretty well today. Yeah, it's beautiful down here in New Jersey. Nice spring-like day. Uh, came inside to do the show and then after we're done with the show I think I'm going to take my dog and go sit outside with my laptop and see if I can't take advantage of this nice weather that we finally have so oh, I, I think there's a golf course calling my name this <laughs> <laughs> oh Ed oh Ed so yeah. anyway before you can go running off to the golf course Ed we have a, a topic that we you know that came up uh, this morning that we're going to talk about, and that topic is Eric Flowers um, and his decision to hire super agent Drew Rosenhaus. And, uh, you know, Rosenhaus put the news out himself on his Twitter account. He said that he was excited to work with Eric Flowers. And uh, there was a picture of the two of them smiling, shaking hands on their newfound partnership. And, and I'll start with you. What do you make of this new uh, development, considering Flowers didn't have an agent uh, when he came out of the draft? Well, the, the, the snotty part of me wants to say, hey, somebody's actually excited to work with Eric Flowers. <laughs> you just did. You just but did. <laughs> I, I, I know I just did. You know, but but the other, you know, the the, the serious part of me, uh, you know, I'm I'm looking at this, and I, I wrote a quick post at Big Blue View, and I'm like, okay, what does this mean? You know, it, it means either you know, Flowers feels like he wants to repair his relationship with the Giants, or he wants somebody, you know, to help him push the Giants to, to get him out of there. I'm, I'm not sure which one it means. It means something, but we'll find out pretty soon. Yeah, I, I, this whole flower situation is kind of interesting, and it actually goes back to the end of last year when he was deactivated for the final regular season game. And, you know, I'm, I don't know if this necessarily had anything to do with it, but once the Giants cut Bobby Hart, who, of course, was his best buddy. The two of them had lockers next to each other away from the rest of the offensive line, line room. Um, when the Giants cut Bobby Hart, that's kind of when things really started to slide downhill for Flowers. Because if you go back to last year, there was actually a, a stretch of games where he played better you know, he didn't allow any sacks. I don't think he allowed very many pressures. He looked like he had finally turned the corner. And then, of course, as the losing continued and then, you know, things came to a head with Bobby Hart being cut, um, it just seemed like the bottom dropped out all of a sudden for Flowers because now he, he suddenly couldn't uh, practice allegedly due to an injury, 
which I found interesting because if you go back to his rookie year, he had a very bad high ankle sprain that he played through. So you, you wonder, you know, just how injured was he really that he couldn't get out there to practice or play. And I know there had been reports by others who said that, you know, there was an attitude issue involved, but, you know, those reports were never verified. And uh, at the time, Steve Spagnuolo, who was the interim head coach, insisted that, you know, Flowers was too injured to, to practice. So we've got to pretty much take, take them at their words. But with that said, my point is, is that once Hart was cut, it just seemed like everything went downhill. And now you fast forward to the current year, Flowers is down in Miami. He's not with his teammates. Um, it's, it's pretty clear, given Dave Gettleman's uh, response to the questions the other day at the draft, that uh, they are annoyed with him, even though, you know, it is a voluntary program and he is not obligated to be here. But still, you know, when you have a new coaching staff, it's in your best interest to be here. And uh, it, it's just, you, you just wonder now, I mean, I think the dots are starting to be connected that Flowers is not happy that he, you know, is no longer going to be the starting left tackle. It looks like he's not happy that he has to compete at a, at a position, you know, at a new position, right tackle. And um, the, the, the idea to hire Rosenhaus now, to me, would mean that, you know, he's bracing himself for a potential exit and or trade. You, you know, you have to think that way, Patty. I know, you know, there was a statement that Rosenhaus released, I think, to the New York Post, you know, via email, I think, where he said something to the effect of, you know, he has a good relationship with the Giants, and he'll be reaching out to talk to them about Eric Flowers pretty soon. You know, my gut feeling my gut feeling has been that I just don't think we're going to see Eric Flowers play football for the New York Giants in 2018. And, you know, as much as you... You can't say one way or the other for sure, you know, what today's news means. I'm going to stick to that. I just, I think the way this is heading is I, I, I think, you know, the Giants and Flowers are, are, are heading for a divorce. I agree with you. And I think, you know, there was also a report that came out from ESPN that the Giants did try to trade Flowers, but they wanted a mid-round pick and nobody was willing to meet that price, which, you know, probably doesn't come as any great surprise given you know, how the optics are portraying an attitude issue and, and you know, the performance being up and down. But, um, you know, what I think is going to happen, you know, since, you know, at this point, yeah, they could swing a trade if they wanted to, but is it really going to help any, you know, is it really going to help the Giants right now? The answer is probably not. But what I think is going to happen is they're going to keep him. And, and Pat Shermer on a, on a radio spot with WFAN alluded to this, Keep him on the roster because, look, if you cut him now, then it's going to look really fishy and you're going to have the NFLPA come after you and say, you know, accuse you of, of oh, you're violating the spirit of the, the CBA, which says right now it's voluntary and you can't cut a guy because he's not at a voluntary program. But, you know, see if Flowers shows up for the mandatory mini camp in June, which I'm, you know, if he's on the roster, I would hope he would show up there. You know, it's, certainly if he does that, then he's inviting a fine. And uh, now the Giants have a little bit more ammunition to just cut him straight out. But what I think is going to happen is they'll hold on to him. They'll let him compete. 
They will uh, see if perhaps an injury happens somewhere around the league and a team becomes desperate to acquire a tackle and maybe a little bit more willing than they are now to, to uh, I don't want to say rehabilitate him, but you know, take a chance on him, give him a fresh start, and then maybe the Giants will be able to rid themselves of you know, what is apparently a very unhappy player uh, on their roster. Patty, that's the path that seems to make sense. If you think about it, the, the sort of comparable situation is Greg Robinson a year ago. You know, a guy that was a, a high draft pick, I, you know, top two or three pick, I'm not sure exactly where, uh, you know, by the, by the Rams, and a guy that, that they had chosen to move on from really – and what they did was they waited and they held on to him and they traded him, I believe, during or right before training camp when, you know, Taylor Decker, the Detroit's starting left tackle, got hurt and Detroit had a need. You know, I think, I think in that particular trade, I think the Rams got a sixth-round pick in return for, for Greg Robinson. And I think in the end that type of scenario and that type of return is probably, you know, about the best case scenario for the Giants, you know, if indeed they wind up parting ways with Flowers. Yeah, I think that makes sense. And, and you know, now the other question that this whole scenario raises is what do the Giants do at right tackle? And, you know, it's not that they don't have guys that can go out there and compete. They have Chad Wheeler, who played, I believe, a, a game or two at right tackle. They have Adam Bisnovati, who is going to compete for that spot. Um, you know, so they have a couple guys, relatively inexperienced guys. And, and this is interesting because I, I, on a somewhat, somewhat related note, I was asked uh, for a mailbag that I'm doing for The Athletic, where is Will Hernandez, who is a college left tackle, going to play? You know, considering that the Giants signed Patrick Omame, who also has primarily been a left tackle throughout his career. And, and the more I think about it, regardless if you had flowers in the lineup, you still would have three relatively inexperienced right tackles. Wheeler was a college left tackle. Bisnawadi, you know, he sat last year. He, he didn't get any playing time until the last game of the regular season. And Flowers, who w is making the switch from left to right. So it's interesting because unless they come up with a veteran to fill that right tackle spot, and they still might, we don't know. But um, I could see a scenario where Will Hernandez goes next to Nate Solder on the left side, and then they move the experienced Omame to the right side to, to help out whoever that young right tackle is going to be. So, you know, it, it, I know it's, it's not related per se to Flowers, but it's, it, it's kind of related because you, you have to fill in the pieces on that offensive line, and that right side is still half, you know, it's only halfway solved. Sure. You know, it, it's going to be interesting to see, you know, in terms of the guards, which sides Hernandez and Omame end up on. One of the things that I wrote this morning at Big Blue View, and this was even before the, the Rosenhaus Flowers news came out, was in regards to right tackle, 
you almost have to think, and there's there's really nobody on the market right now, um, in terms of you know of guys that that could come in and realistically you know really be starting caliber right tackles, especially if they move on you know from Eric Flowers, you know you have to think that they'll look throughout the summer, you know, at guys that that become post June one cuts and maybe guys that teams cut, you know, toward the end of, of the preseason. Look for a veteran guy, you know, maybe who could play both sides, but particularly, you know, who could come in and push Chad Wheeler and compete for that right tackle job. I because I can't imagine I just can't imagine if they move on from Flowers that they won't do something, you know, to try to upgrade the depth and upgrade the competition over there. Yeah, they have to. And, and you know, I, I agree with you. I think it is possible that the right tackle is not on the roster yet. Um, that, again, that doesn't mean that Chad Wheeler and Adam Bisnawati don't have an opportunity. They will get an opportunity to compete. But, um, you know, Dave Gettleman, when he was talk, talking about the roster in general, said, look, you know, we got better, but we still have work to do. We're not finished yet. And, and you know, Gettleman, of course, famously found Andrew Norwell amongst the undrafted free agent crop, and we all know how that story worked out. So who's to say that he won't find another, you know, promising offensive lineman who turns out to be, you know, the next Andrew Norwell or for the Giants, the next Rich Soybert. Soybert. So um, still a lot of work to be done there, uh, still a lot of uncertainty, but certainly this thing with, with, with uh, Flowers and, and, and uh, with Rosenhaus would apparently suggest that maybe that he is bracing for a departure from the Giants because if he is cut or removed, there's the matter of a new contract now. And, uh, you know, whereas with him coming out of college and not having an agent because, you know, the thinking was, well, save on the commission because you're going to, the rookie scale is slotted and there's really no negotiation that has to be done there. Now you're going to have to have somebody who's experienced negotiate for you. And that's probably why that and, and, and the fact that Rosenhaus is, is down there in Miami seems to have a good connection with the Miami alums. So uh, it all kind of makes sense, I think, in the, in the uh, long run. Sure it does, Patty. And, and hey, you know, all all things considered, it, it it gave us something to talk about today, other than other than uh, draft stuff. So uh, so that that turned out to be a good thing for today. Yeah, well, it's short lived because uh, coming up later in the week, I'm sure we're going to have much more on the draft. But but yes, we did take a a breather from the draft after, you know, a, a non-stop last week. And I think on that note, Giant fans, we will call it a show. Uh, we'll, it's going to be a little shorter than yesterday's show, that or Sunday's show, I should say, which uh, Ed and I broke down the 2018 Giants draft class. So if you haven't listened to that, please do give a listen. You can find that show on LockedOnGiants.com. As always, thank you for tuning in and listening to us, and we will be back with you later in the week. Have a good one.